After a slight pause for Labor Day Monday, the Y'all Show is back with you here for the rest of the week to provide you plenty of great information about the Southland. I'm your host, John Rawl. It is good to be back with you here as we have information on Dorian, lots of information to pass along, some important information if you want to help out. That's coming up here in just a second. We also want to let you know we have other headlines from across the southeast coming up. In fact, got a little bit more information on that tragic shooting out in Midland and Odessa, Texas from the weekend. More tragedy, more more senseless violence. We'll have the latest on that, plus some other wacky headlines from across the region in our report here in just a few minutes. Plus, at the end of the hour, we're going to go into a very brief political report. We've got some new polling for the Democrats running for president of the United States. We also have a interesting politically related donation that happened at a Virginia university. And will this university honor this rather sizable donation and some of the stipulations? We'll have that in our political report later this hour. At the second hour that we come to today on y'all, we've got sports lanyard. We've got a mixture of NFL news, major league baseball news. Great news for Bobby Cox, former Atlanta Braves skipper. He was at the ballpark on Monday. And we also will tell you some other fun stuff like tennis news and hey, some college football notes in sports lanyard. But we also have in the second hour the barrister of Big 12 football and the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. He's all in one. You get two for one when you have Matt Herman's join us on Tuesdays, and he's going to come on and let us know about Jalen Hurts and his performance Sunday against the Houston Cougars. Jalen, now the quarterback of the Oklahoma Sooners, will get the barrister's take on that and the action of the Big 12 heading into this weekend. Texas welcomes in LSU, big game in Austin this weekend, and we'll get the barrister's take on that. And then, of course, you know, it's football season now, officially college football season, and the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue is going to tell us what he grilled this past weekend to get things started. And I'm going to ask him, what is a good concoction to drink while enjoying college football and a little barbecue? All that coming up in today's second hour of Y'all Talk With Us. Southern accent. Our number 803-816-1170. 803-816-1170. Our website yall.com. Y'all.com. Well, we've got a lot more to tell you. We want to know more about your Labor Day weekend. We want to share with you a little bit what we did, but that's going to have to wait because right now we need to kind of get into this Hurricane Dorian coverage on the Y'all show as this thing was brutal coming across the country of the Bahamas earlier this weekend into monday and the islands of the bahamas had winds at 200 miles per hour plus or minus a few miles per hour and the prime minister hubert menace said that we are in the midst of a historic tragedy he called the devastation unprecedented and extensive it was a category five storm when it hit the bahamas and then it went down on monday to a category four to a category four north not that there's not much difference between a four and a five but yes it was Horrible. A radio station on the Bahamas received more than 2,000 distress messages, and we know that it, several people, at least five, have been confirmed dead as this thing slowed to a standstill as it shredded roofs. It also hurled cars and forced even rescue crews to take shelter until the onslaught passed because it, at one point, was down to one mile per hour on Monday traveling across some of the islands of the Bahamas, not all that far from the Florida coast. But a horrible, horrible tragedy in the Bahamas. And unfortunately, I believe some of our southern states are going to feel the effects of this, if not already, sooner than later. The water reached roofs and tops of palm trees in the Bahamas. 
And actually, one woman there filmed water lapping at the stairs of her home's second floor. <laughs> a person in Freeport recorded video showing water and floating debris surging around his house as the wind shrieked outside. You, when you live in the Bahamas, you know that the potential of a hurricane is always there. But the Bahamas haven't seen this kind of storm in, the, I guess, the history of that nation as they last had a storm like this in 1935, a Labor Day hurricane, and that was back before storms were being named, and this one was just really harsh on the Bahamas over the last couple of days. We want to let everybody know to keep the Bahamas in mind, but we also have to keep our country in mind and our region in mind, as we've got advisories for hurricanes, as this Dorian is pushing toward the Florida coast and effects of it already being felt and the upward turn that it's expected if not already taken hopefully will happen and we hope for this thing to be just a near miss is what we're hoping but it uh it's it's changing so as you listen to this program there's a chance that what i'm telling you might be a little bit outdated but if it's as slow as it was on monday probably not we know that this thing is expected to hit in some way shape or form the florida coast Roughly from midway on the peninsula upward is the more than likely aspect from Cocoa Beach north toward St. Augustine, Daytona Beach, all the way to Jacksonville and your state line there at Fernandina Beach. All that is going to have some effect. We just hope it stays offshore by several miles. As the experts have said repeatedly, a 20-mile difference is a huge difference if this storm, let's say, stays the main part of it 20 miles off the coast that will make a humongous difference from a cleanup standpoint from a loss of life standpoint and we know that 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 hopefully will happen now the problem with that is if it stays off of florida's coast it's still going to track and it's still going to track northward which means the way that atlantic coastline is shaped it kind of curves to the right from florida going northward and guess what that means south carolina kind of comes in play if that thing doesn't taper to the east the storm that is that means it's going to maybe come into charleston or perhaps around myrtle beach over the next couple of days that means if nothing else sadly i hate to tell you this north carolina outer banks wilmington and all the areas in north carolina gets they just seem to get hit all the time and a large part of that reason is the way if you look at a map that north carolina eastern coast is just kind of sticking out there there's a darn good chance you're going to feel the effects of dorian and that's why not only has florida put alerts out and mandatory evacuations but georgia's brian kemp has done that as well as uh, he issued mandatory evacuations for the entire atlantic coast of the state starting at midday on monday south carolina's governor henry mcmaster he has changed the lanes of interstate 26 coming out of charleston and both north and south are now north only as evacuees and they're having to head inland to places like columbia and beyond i think the interstate contra flow happens from charleston to columbia at columbia there are actually two other interstates that you can connect off of i-26 to interstate 77 and interstate 20 which will take you if you want west toward augusta georgia and on toward atlanta if you want to go that route of course 26 beyond columbia heads toward the greenville spartan air spartanburg area interstate 77 will take you toward charlotte north carolina but let me tell you a little bit about how these hurricanes work just in case you haven't paid attention lately i survived the, the last horrible hurricane to hit south carolina was hurricane hugo 
1989. Okay. I survived that thing and it was deadly. But do you know where most people died in that awful 1989 hurricane? They didn't die where the thing came ashore, which was in Charleston County, South Carolina. It, it was actually more deadly two and a half to three hours inland in Charlotte, North Carolina because of flooding, because of tornadoes and other just horrible wind damage. It was well inland, hours and hours inland, that more people ended up dying with that 1989 Hurricane Hugo. And that's why we take these things so darn serious. Yes, it's scary on the coast. It's going to be terrible if this thing, if it's a Category 4 or a Category 5, for goodness sakes. Hey, even if it goes down to 3 or 2, it's going to be awful, okay? That's why, Lord, if you're listening, try to get this thing out to the ocean and just kind of disappear. That would be a great thing, okay? But if not, gonna, that's not going to happen. Let's at least make this as minimal as we possibly can. Of course, a lot of this is totally out of our control. In fact, it's all out of our control. We can just pray and hope, okay? But the point is, even if you think you're well inland and you don't think these hurricanes are going to be a big deal to you, you better think again. In fact, the last hurricane I went through was about three years ago. Eh, it's actually two years ago. It's the one that hit, and I forgot the name. It came into Florida. It didn't cause all that much damage. But at the time, I was living in North Georgia, in the mountains of North Georgia. And, buddy, this thing was a tropical storm at that point. But because the mountains of North Georgia, and I guess on into western North Carolina, even in South Carolina, they're just not used to these kind of high winds and prolonged high winds. I was scared. I ended up spending the rest of that evening when that thing was coming through. I had to get out of the house I was staying in because there were so many trees in the yard. I just knew one would come crashing in on the house. So I left and I went into a small town and hung out there at a grocery store for about five hours. The power went out in that grocery store, but guess what? They had generators to at least get you through the night. It was a, a terrible time. And, and the, sure enough, in the yard that I stayed, at least two or three trees did fall down. Luckily, none hit that house. But a lot of people's homes got messed up. Roads, man, there were trees all over the place. And that was, again, a tropical storm at that point two years ago in North Georgia. And I know if you go back, you'll be able to find that thing. And that one was not the world's deadliest storm, but it was a huge problem. And this was hours and hours and hours away from the coastline. So that's why we tell you these things. Even if you're not on the coast, you, you need to be prepared. And President Trump, he was catching grief because he actually mentioned Alabama as a state that would be impacted by this thing. And look, I'm not going to pile on the president. I know a lot of these so-called Trump haters took advantage of that. And the National Weather Service out of Birmingham had to come out and say the torn, the, the, the hurricane will not affect Alabama. Hey, they might want to hold off on that. If nothing else, this hurricane is going to impact not only Alabama, but Tennessee. It's going to impact perhaps Mississippi, not necessarily because of the weather per se, but because of people. If it ends up being as bad as it is, those people are going to go into those states. In fact, I was in Alabama this past weekend. I was hanging out in Muscle Shoals in Florence. Great place. And the guy working the desk there at the hotel mentioned, hey, we're going to be available for all the evacuees. In fact, we're getting phone calls already. He said the last one that came through, we were booked for a couple of days. And this is in Muscle Shoals, Tuscumbia, if you want to be specific, hometown of Helen Keller. <laughs> 
this was well inland. You got to be wanting to go to Muscle Shoals in Florence, Alabama, if you're in Florida or Georgia. It's not the easiest place to get to. No interstate goes to Lauderdale County and Colbert County, Alabama. Okay. And so that is, if that's happening there, that's happening in places like Mississippi and Tennessee. And if you're listening to me right now, and uh, hopefully you all are listening to us in places like Florida, Georgia, Carolinas, you should be listening to the y'all show. We're kind of a cool show. You know, we love you and we are thinking about you. And guess what? Those places I just mentioned are great places for you to consider going. I know Governor McMaster in South Carolina has closed schools there, schools in Georgia closed. I had a buddy of mine saying, we're out of school till at least Friday. And he's a teacher, or I think he's a coach somewhere in South Carolina. And so you got a couple of days, do what I did. Like I said, I just went to the Shoals for a nice little Labor Day getaway and that's not a place you would normally go hang out, but it's a great option. And other areas of Alabama are great options. Other areas of the great state of Tennessee are wonderful options. You don't have to go to Nashville. You don't have to go to Gatlinburg. Go hang out for a couple of days in Knoxville. Go to a great place like Jackson, Tennessee. And that's right on Interstate 40. Go to perhaps to Memphis, sure. But you can go to other neat little places in the volunteer state. Go on up to Kentucky. Just just see our beloved South and take advantage of this time that you weren't planning on when you set up your 2019 schedule. But unfortunately, in the South, we have these things called hurricanes, and we just have to deal with it. The main thing is we want to get through this thing alive, safe, and live to tell about it, okay? But right now, we know that this thing is affecting our Southland, and we want to get through it. Now, we want to let you know also some other news related to the hurricane that is going on as you have these mandatory evacuation orders as Hurricane Dorian is coming toward the southeast coast and millions of residents in these states are going to be having to go somewhere. So like I said, check these places out and you can find more information online. That's before the darn power goes out, which is probably going to happen pretty soon if you're sticking around these areas. Now, how can you help out? Now, not only here in the South, but also for the nation of the Bahamas, where they got hit pretty bad already. We know that to be a fact. Redcross.org, the website, they've got, if you go there right on the homepage, a link to Hurricane Dorian donations. You can go there and they've got the option for you to donate a thousand dollars, five hundred, two hundred fifty, hundred seventy-five, or whatever amount you want. And you have the option of clicking the Hurricane Dorian Help People Affected by Hurricane Dorian link and choose the amount of times you want to donate. But let's get a lot of money pouring into the Red Cross. You can donate by phone at the number 1-800-HELP-NOW. And, of course, this is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And contributions to the American National Red Cross are tax-deductible to the extent permitted by law. So that's good news if you want to help out. So many people, American Red Cross is one of your main options to do just that. But, of course, this helps out not only here in our country, but those certainly people, the residents of the Bahamas who were hit dead center. And don't forget, we had a lot of people in the U.S. Virgin Islands affected by Hurricane Dorian when it was first kind of getting going. Puerto Rico, you would you kind of escaped this one, and that's good news for you. But let's not forget our fellow citizens in the Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands, for their unfortunate impact of hurricane dorian a couple of days back 
Now, as far as our president, he is getting hourly updates on Hurricane Dorian. We already told you he kind of mentioned about Alabama. And I'm again, let's not pick on him too much because this thing could affect a whole bunch of states that you don't normally affect. Only God knows where this thing is going, okay? But the president is receiving hourly updates, and he found some of these updates while he was on the golf course Monday as he went to his private golf club right along the Potomac River on the Virginia side of the border as he spent several hours at his club on monday the president has also been retweeting storm updates issued by the national hurricane center and he participated in a briefing on dorian at the fema washington headquarters on sunday and of course our president on top of things and likely to help out his fellow governors some of them close associates of his people like ron DeSantis in florida And, of course, South Carolina's Governor Henry McMaster was the first statewide politician in the country to, to, or at least as Lieutenant Governor, I think, at the time. He he might have been Governor. Yeah, he was was Lieutenant Governor because Nikki Haley was Governor when he was Lieutenant Governor, and she ended up taking the position and resigning as Governor. So, yeah, McMaster was a Lieutenant Governor when he backed President Trump to be President in 2016, early 2016, and y'all want to know where he decided to back President Trump there as the first statewide official of at least a governor, lieutenant governor level to do such a thing? He did that at a property that is owned by my family. My brother's on an event that President Trump had a rally back in 2016, and McMaster was there to announce his love of President Trump. I guess things worked out for Henry McMaster, as he's now the governor, and actually won his election a couple of months back as the governor of South Carolina. It's almost been a year now, I guess. But that is what's going on, as the president is certainly being advised of what is going on with Hurricane Dory. It's a scary situation. Let's all get through this thing. And, of course, redcross.org is your website to go to, uh, one of many to participate. And let's try to get through this as painless as possible. Unfortunately, there are other sad, tragic headlines that have happened besides Hurricane Dorian. And when we come back, we've got an update coming from West Texas with the shooting out there over the weekend where seven people were gunned down. We've got the latest on that, plus some other fun headlines. And before the hour is up, we've got a look at some Southern politics to tell you about. All that as the Y'all Show continues. Remember, redcross.org, the website to go to to help out with Hurricane Dorian. We'll be right back. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile, and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones... 
Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer ends 916-19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and covers not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Back into the Y'all Show with John Rawl, our number, 803-816-1170, our website, y'all.com. On Facebook, we are at Y'all Show. And, of course, we are also at Y'all Show on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on a couple of streaming apps out there, like the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, and Apple Podcast apps, all free of charge. Simply search for Y'all Show. And we're sitting right there waiting your free download. You can stay on top of all things Southern and, of course, share it with your friends and family at Y'all Show. Thank you for tuning in. And we now switch over from Hurricane Dorian coverage to the other headlines across the Southland. And sadly, over the weekend, we had another mass shooting as a gunman there in Midland and Odessa, Texas. He went on a rampage and seven people, sadly, lost their lives there on what's been called this gunman's well, he was on a long spiral of going down. And unfortunately, we know that this man, the 36-year-old, ended up being killed outside a busy Odessa, Texas movie theater after this violence that he had, which spanned 10 miles, injured about two dozen people, and a youngster also injured in that. And unfortunately, we know now that he had had a huge problem over the last little while, at least. FBI Special Agent Christopher Combs, on Monday said that the gunman called the agency's tip line as well as local police dispatch on Saturday after being fired from Journey Oil Field Services. And he was making rambling statements about some of the atrocities that he felt that he had gone through. And, of course, the FBI agent said that he was on a long spiral of going down. He didn't wake up Saturday morning and walk into his company, and then it happened. He went to that company in trouble. And 15 minutes after that call to the FBI, a Texas state trooper, unaware of the calls to authorities, he tried to pull over the gunman for failing to signal a lane change. And that's when a, the man pointed an AR-style rifle toward the rear window of his car and fired on the trooper, which started a terrifying police chase. And the man sprayed bullets into passing cars and ended up killing 
a whole bunch of people again on Saturday in this shooting in both Midland and Odessa, Texas, and another tragedy involving a, a gun like an AR-15 and so many senseless people, people senselessly killed there in the Lone Star State this weekend. And I am tired, as as you are, tired of listening. I'm tired of telling you about these kind of things coming from our southeast. Well, we have, since Monday was Labor Day, we now have, thanks to the anti-poverty organization Oxfam, the list of the best states to work in the U.S. of A. As Oxfam looked at three factors in this new survey, a state wages, their state wage policies, its right to organize policy, and its worker protection policies. Again, this is according to this study out by the anti-poverty organization Oxfam, your best states to work in the country. And some of our states are not doing too well, while the state that I would call perhaps the most Yankee of our southern states is among the highest of the best states to work in the country. I think you're going to see a parallel here, okay? Your worst state, and they actually include D.C. in this listing from Oxfam, the worst state in the land to work in is Virginia comes in at number 51 mississippi congratulations you're not last in anything this time you're number 50 in this survey alabama's 49th georgia 48 north carolina 47 south carolina 46 golly idaho checks in at number 45 what are they doing wrong in idaho at 43 is the great state of tennessee at 42 the great state of louisiana oklahoma is at 38 florida checks in at 37 and the I guess the best states to work in, you're among the worst states. Florida and all these other states I just rattled off. Texas checks in at number 35 in this list. Arkansas is 32. Kentucky is ranked number 30 in the states to work in that are considered best in the country. West, by God, Virginia is at number 25 in this survey. And I think we've just about run out of southern states to mention except one, and that Number one in the South, at least, state to work in, according to Oxfam, is Maryland. Maryland is at number 13 in the country in this survey of the best states working. You want to know who came in at number one? Well, the technically, the, the number one state to work in in the country, according to the survey, is California. Now, who wants to live and work in California, okay? Actually, according to their states, the best state to work in, with an overall score of 96 points, by the way, the District of Columbia, wage dimension on their survey, 100, a perfect 100, worker protection dimension, 90.28, right to organize dimension is 100. Again, some of this stuff's got to do with unions and, let's just say it, liberal policies. And so, Maryland, you're kind of leading the way at 13, but most of our southern states are like, you can have at it, Maryland. We don't want to be on that list. Hey, wanted to let you know about an update coming from Texas, this time a good for something tragic as El Paso native Khalid held a benefit concert Sunday night in El Paso to raise money for the El Paso Victims Fund. And that's going to go to assist those impacted by that August 3rd mass shooting. Khalid brought several artists with him, including SZA, Little Yachty, Ray Sturmard, and actor Matthew McConaughey, also there in El Paso. You also had former congressman and guy running for president, Beto O'Rourke, who introduced Khalid on stage. 
there in El Paso. The Grammy Award winner and El Paso native Khalid with this benefit concert. I don't have any numbers on it, but I'm sure, if nothing else, they raised a lot of money and got a lot of attention there in El Paso. And it's good to see this guy there at his A Night for Sun City benefit concert with Khalid and Friends. That was at the Don Haskins Center in El Paso. Don Haskins, the former UTEP basketball coach that led them to a national championship back in the 1960s. All right, are you ready for a ridiculous story here? This comes to us from Tennessee. And Tennesseans, I'm embarrassed to tell you about this guy. In East Ridge, Tennessee, a man is suing Popeyes over the countless time wasted unsuccessfully trying to score the wildly popular crispy chicken sandwich that just came out from Popeye's and it sold out when it was debuting last week and East Ridge resident Craig Barr is identified in Hamilton Court Tennessee court documents accused the company of false advertising deceptive business practices by entity to public and the shortages seem to be going on across the entire country, not just there in Chattanooga, as the popularity of the new menu item surges following a social media battle with Chick-fil-A. And this man went on to, went in his suit against Popeyes, he described his alleged hardships, countless time wasted driving to and from Popeyes, no chicken sandwich, was told to come back this day, still no sandwich. I guess this guy doesn't have much to do there in the chattanooga area mr Barr is asking for five thousand dollars in damages and was assigned an october 28th court date now are y'all going to go to that court there in chattanooga to hear this guy in his lawsuit about popeye's selling out a chicken sandwich come on man (laughs) all right police say they've caught a woman accused of intentionally hitting headstones this comes to us from metcalf county kentucky And this woman, 63-year-old Pamela Stearns, is now facing charges in connection with violating graves. As back on August 17th, Stearns is accused of entering the Missionary Mound Cemetery in Edmonton, Kentucky, in her vehicle and intentionally running over headstones. And just a week ago, Metcalf County, Kentucky Sheriff's deputies said they located the vehicle used during the incident and she was taken into custody at the Barron County Detention Center. This woman, again, authorities saying that they she's the woman accused of intentionally hitting headstones at a Kentucky graveyard with her vehicle. If true, what a idiot. OK, let's just be honest with you. Now, let's tell you about a Kentuckian with a little bit better story. OK, and this one is this guy had a lot of pressure on him. I mean, I feel sorry for Julius Maddox. OK, he had a, a lot of pressure on him. He's from Owensboro, Kentucky. And Julius Maddox had a lot of pressure on him, so much that he ended up becoming a world record holder. (laughs) How about this? This guy at Iron Edge Gym in Owensboro, he has broken the world record for bench pressing. Way to go. As Julius Maddox, he benched a new world record. (laughs) 739 pounds, technically 739.6 pounds. And he did this at an event in California over the weekend. And Maddox hasn't been bench pressing long, and he won his first competition just a few years back at the Owensboro Barbecue Festival. Don't want to get in a fight with Julius Maddox if you can help it there in Owensboro. He's your new world record holder for benching, almost 740 pounds. Whew, man, I'd like to learn how to do that. 
some people out there i'd like to bench press how about you hey here is some news if you're going to be going to the peabody hotel in world famous memphis tennessee the world famous peabody and world famous memphis tennessee the ducks at the peabody hotel are missing their daily swim at the fountain there after the fountains being it's being serviced right now and for the first time in 93 years the peabody hotel fountain is in need of repair and a photo went out showing that it was missing and it's also missing its most dependable visitors if you've ever been to the peabody in downtown memphis you have the march of the ducks there a couple times a day and it's a really big deal the peabody hotel in memphis opened back in 1925 and since the 1930s the ducks have been marching to and from their rooftop palace to the lobby fountain in memphis they do this twice a day 365 days a year although the ducks aren't going in for their daily swim they are visiting the lobby for photo ops that's good they are marching down they're just not going in the fountain i wonder what's wrong with that fountain i don't know we need to get that fixed that is a great tradition that is a great southern tradition there at the peabody hotel in memphis tennessee a beautiful place that i have been to on many occasions and in fact now that i think of it i've actually spent the night in the peabody hotel at least once in my life and live to tell about it it's a cool place it really is all right here's another story to tell you about and this one's not so much fun this is sad news for mobile alabama as on labor day monday the mobile bay bears ended their run in the city of mobile and there's no more minor league baseball team for mobile alabama the bay bears played their final game in hank aaron stadium and now they're going to morph into the rocket city trash pandas this is out of the southern league the double a minor league system of baseball teams in the southeast and mobile which is the los angeles angels double a minor league team in the southern league are relocating from south alabama to north alabama they're going to be in a new beautiful ballpark in madison just outside of huntsville and they're going to be known as the rocket city trash pandas the bay bears franchise had been home to several major league all-stars during their run justin upton also paul goldschmidt trevor bauer and max scherzer all played for the mobile bay bears while they were kind of working their way to the major leagues the bay bears had been in mobile since 1997 and unfortunately they are no more as this team the franchise moving toward north alabama now and goodbye bay bears the bay bears in their final game lost a close battle five to four to the tennessee smokies and the bay bear they during their time in the southern league won four southern league championships and unfortunately not good news for baseball fans in mobile something tells me they'll get a new stadium built and they'll have another team playing there in mobile pretty darn soon all right here's a real cat burglar to tell you about coming out of florida deputies had to go into an establishment to find out who was breaking into it what was going on who was the cat burglar and in naples florida the collier county sheriff's deputies after doing some really good legwork they found out who the cat burglar was okay as they responded to this 911 call over the weekend about a suspected burglary in progress as a homeowner heard knocking on a slide door along with meowing caller thought the cat sounds were a ruse to try to have him open the door and when the deputies arrived they found the culprit was a small cat named bones and bones was the cat burglar nothing to see here keep moving along you'd think the homeowner could have taken a little bit more time to find out what in the world this was maybe they were just scared as bones was taken into the county animal shelter for further questioning according to 
the Collier County, Florida Sheriff's Office. That's a great news. That's some good, fun news coming from Florida in a state right now that's under attack with a hurricane offshore. All right, here's some stories, a story for hunters out there in the state of Mississippi. Just after alligator season opened at noon on Friday of last week, two Mississippi hunters caught a humongous gator that is likely to break a state record in the Magnolia State. Derek Soche of Pascagoula and Jared Davis of Hurley, Mississippi, they were hanging out in the Mary Walker Bayou in Gaucher when they spotted this large alligator. And a large alligator was known to be in the area. And they said that they took a shot at him and they spotted the alligator right around lunchtime. And they said that they got him. And it turns out that they hooked this 13 foot six inch alligator. It took them an hour and a half to bring it in. And that the battle of the alligator, it dragged them across the bayou back and forth and almost jerked one of the guys out of the boat three times the hunters struggled to get the gator into their boat but they had to tow it to the shallow water of a nearby boat launch to finish the deal the gator's measurements indicate that it could near the state record for the heaviest male alligator taken in public waters mississippi's current record stands at 822 pounds for an alligator that was just over 13 feet long with 65 inch girth and a 48 inch tail base and Gaucher, or rather Soche and Davis's cash in Gaucher. Isn't it funny how they spell down there on the Mississippi coast? Uh, Soche and Davis's Gaucher catch. Again, 13 feet, 6 inches long with the 72-inch girth and a 48-inch tail base. Uh, good luck, guys, with that. I'd like to put that up on the wall if I were, if I, it was me that caught this perhaps largest gator in the state of Mississippi. 13 feet, 6 inches. Man, they know how to grow them gators on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Well, that's a quick look at what's going on in the headlines across the southeast. When we come back after the break, we've got a couple of political stories to report to you, including some data, some information on the Democrats running for president. And we've got a new poll, some results to pass along to you. That's coming up next on Y'all. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app with plans at up to 50% off right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. For a limited time, get select Babbel plans for up to 50% off. Just go to Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, 
I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. We got a pontoon boat with a Yamaha. People dressed like they're in Panama. Small town spring break every weekend around this place. And there's a bunch of boys trying to catch the eyes of all the pretty girls that are walking by. And those redneck margaritas are two for one at that old marina. Yeah, tan lines and gas station cheap sunglasses. They're coming here from all around to get a little southbound, unwound. Tennessee honey caught my bus. Them south sounds up loud. Some are dripping off of us from the riverbank to the party cold. Long as it floats, we'll rock the boat. And it's all looking up when we get down. Yeah, and get a little you mrs underwood and yes that direction is a direction that we're all about normally here this week with hurricane dorian carrie i'm not sure that's the best way to go especially if you head southeast here in our land of cotton hey it's y'all talk with a southern accent want to remind you with hurricane dorian redcross.org is a website for you to go visit and make a donation you also can call the red cross the telephone number is 1-800-HELP-NOW that's 1-800-435-7669 the american red cross needs your help and let's try to help those who are both affected already and those who will be affected by hurricane dorian as it's impact will be felt here in our region all right right now y'all we kind of focus on our weekly time of southern politics up for discussion and if you're like me and you've been waiting and you've been waiting on congress to get back to washington dc well friends you got to keep waiting for a couple more days at least i have the official congressional calendar in front of me right now and do you know when those rascals report back they don't have to be back both the u.s senate and the u.s house until monday they are off the rest of this week in addition to being off for what seems two months now i guess they were last together as both a u.s house and u.s senate way back on july 26 if the calendar here is correct now the senate worked a little bit extra i think the senate worked until august 2nd and then they took off, and now the guys and gals of our leaders in Washington, D.C. still aren't going to be back in full force until Monday, September 9th. And I guess after that, they're going to be together most of September, most of October, although they're going to have about two weeks off in early October. And when I say off, I have not been a congressperson, so I don't know when they're not in session if that means they're back in their districts working hard. Are they back in their districts taking naps? I don't know what that means, okay? But I do know, according to the calendar, early October, they're going to be gone until the day after Columbus Day. They'll be back in session. And then they're together most of November. Then they're off for Thanksgiving. They're back two weeks of December, early December. And then they're gone for the holidays, Christmas and New Year's. 
and I guess they get back together sometime in early January. But that's what's going on with our congressional calendar. In case you've been wondering when the House and Senate are going to finally all get back together like one big, happy, but dysfunctional family, we still got a couple more days to go. It'll be Monday before the gavel comes down. Now, we have some Democratic primary polling that we can tell you about. This comes to us from Politico, and they've got the voters' first choice picks. And this came out, this latest survey, August 25th, so just a couple of days back. Joe Biden, according to Politico, 33% as the likely guy that the voters are going to pick number one on the Democratic side for president in 2020. Number two, with 20%, Bernie Sanders, okay? Joe Biden won, Bernie Sanders at two. And then Elizabeth Warren comes in at three, and she's got 15% of the voters' first choice picks for Democratic nominee for president. Now, according to these results, they ask who your first choice was, and then they ask the Biden supporters who their second choice was, okay? So if you said, okay, I want Joe Biden, great, they put you down. And then they came back and said, well, if you like Biden, then who's your second choice? And according to this poll out again from Politico, Bernie Sanders was Joe Biden's number two guy. And it's just like the survey says it was Sanders followed by Warren followed by Harris. If you ask Bernie Sanders supporters who their second choice was, a little surprising here, Joe Biden was the top person with Warren coming in second. A lot of people see Warren and Sanders as kind of a same person, different gender. <laughs> and, of course, both from New England. I guess that would help explain that. Elizabeth Warren, when asked who your the Elizabeth Warren supporters, their number one person was actually Bernie Sanders, not Joe Biden. But those are some of the results. Now, who finished further on down? Kamala Harris was at 8% of the respondents, and Mayor Pete Buttigieg, 5%. And O'Rourke comes in at 3% in this Politico poll. Again, nothing to go to the bank with, but Joe Biden, at least according to this thing, still with a whopping 33% compared to Bernie Sanders' 20% in the voters' first choice picks for the Democratic nominee for president in 2020. Now, on the conservative side of things, This is coming to us from Fairfax, Virginia. George Mason University announced a gift earlier this year, the largest ever received in the school's history. And it's from the estate of Allison and Dorothy Rouse to George Mason's Anton Scalia Law School. And documents that have just come out under the Freedom of Information Act, they show that the Rouse Trust specified its bequest Again, a $50 million gift, by the way, made to Virginia's largest public university. And according to the documents, the trust specified its bequest be used, quote, as an endowment to fund a chair or chairs that will promote the conservative principles of governance, statesmanship, high morals, civil and religious freedom, and the study of the United States Constitution. And George Mason officials say the Rouse Trust won't have any say in selecting faculty at the law school and that there was nothing improper about specifying conservative governance as a principle to be promoted. So the question is, are they going to follow through with the request? I mean, $50 million they gave to this university. Come on now. Let's get some conservatives there along the banks of the Potomac in Fairfax, Virginia at 
Mason. But yes, I, an unusual request. But hey, how about that? I didn't know that's where you have the Antonin Scalia Law School there at George Mason University, Fairfax, Virginia. The George Mason Patriots, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty good basketball team in years past. And that is a look at our Southern politics to wrap up our first hour of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. When we come back in hour two of today, we're going to have our sports land yap. A lot of great information from both the NFL ranks and the college football ranks. Also, we'll let you know about some tennis news and Major League Baseball news. In fact, the standings go cards. What a comeback in St. Louis. We'll let you know all of that as our second hour of Y'all is coming up right after the break. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable, Super Fast Network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer ends 916.19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and covers not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Another hour of the show all about the South is back with you. I am John Rawl, and for continuing coverage of Hurricane Dorian as it scoots along the Atlantic coast, we hope it scoots on further on out to sea. But yes, we have it all covered at y'all.com. That's where you need to go for all your latest updates. If you aren't around a computer, go to your iPhone, check it out. Or if you wanted to go to your other outlets for coverage of the hurricane, certainly do that. But always check back with y'all.com this right now as we start another hour of y'all talk with a southern accent is our sports lanyap on a tuesday a mixture of all kinds of sports happenings and then in just a few minutes we're going to have more sports news coming from matt hermans our barrister of barbecue but he's also our barrister of big 12 football and we'll have him come on to talk about jalen hurts impressive performance sunday night as oklahoma got a big win at home against the houston cougars and we'll kind of walk through what's going on in the big 12 this weekend week two of college football 
Plus, of course, if we've got Matt Hearman's on, you know we're going to talk about grilling and barbecue, and we're going to have some fun talking about what he did in that first opening weekend of college football. All that to come later this hour on the Y'all Show. We start our sports lanyard out with a little NFL news and the drama that's going on in Big D. Is Ezekiel Elliott going to suit up and play for the Dallas Cowboys, or what's going on with this developing story from the Dallas Cowboys camp? And it looks like as the Giants prepare for their opener this week against the New York football Giants, the coach of the Cowboys, Jason Carrett, he would not commit to a time frame for when Ezekiel Elliott needs to be with the team in order to play in this week's game. So more drama there for the boys. I know they have lots of fans across the Southeast, so don't know if that guy's going to be suiting up this weekend or maybe this whole season. Speaking of the NFL, it all begins the regular season on Thursday night at Soldier Field in Chicago. The Green Bay Packers roll into town for a divisional rivalry that's going to be the kickoff to the new season, the 100th season of NFL football. That game will be televised on the NBC Network Thursday night. As far as Sunday's games, the Titans will be at Cleveland, the Ravens at Miami, Atlanta plays at Minnesota, Buffalo will be at the New York Jets, the Redskins will be at Philly, Los Angeles Rams at Charlotte to take on Carolina, the Kansas City Chiefs will be at Jacksonville, the Colts will be at the LA Chargers, the Bengals at Seattle, the Giants again hosting or will be at Dallas this weekend, the Detroit Lions will be at Arizona, the Niners at Tampa Bay, and Pittsburgh will be at New England. Your Monday night lineup will be the Houston Texans and a couple of new players for them. They're going to be going not far away to New Orleans for a game at Mercedes-Benz Superdome and the Saints. And your late Monday opening Monday night football game is the Denver Broncos and their rival, the Oakland Raiders from Oakland Coliseum. Last time, the Bronx and the Raiders will be playing there at Oakland Coliseum. That's what's happening here in the first week of the NFL season. Now to tennis and big news on the women's front on Monday as the number one player in the world, Naomi Osaka, she went down to Belinda Bensick on the hard court there in Flushing, and she's out of the U.S. Open for tennis. The defending champ falls at this year's U.S. Open. Big news there on that front. Hey, we got to give some love to Houston Astros pitcher Justin Verlander as he had another no-hitter over the weekend in Toronto, his third no-hitter in his career. A guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer, Justin Verlander, getting it done. And we want to give him a special shout out. To my knowledge, this is the first no-header of the 2019 season in Major League Baseball. So a great accomplishment there for the Astros. Great player. He's 17-5 and this year, and the Strohs are marching toward the playoffs. Should be one of the teams to look out for to capture another World Series. Some more good baseball news to tell you about. And this comes from Atlanta as Hall of Fame manager Bobby Cox made his first return to SunTrust Park five months after he suffered a really hard stroke. And Bobby Cox returned to see both teams that he managed on Monday, the Atlanta Braves and the Toronto Blue Jays, as they had an interleague series on Monday, Labor Day, and the Atlanta Braves won that game there at at SunTrust Park, and a huge, in fact, oddly enough, one of the guys who was responsible for the win was a guy who had been a star with the Blue Jays, and that was Donaldson. And he is, we got to give him some love. He's from Pensacola. A great job there by that guy. And he's got the whole rain, making it rain when he hits a home run. And when he hit his home run to give the Braves a good chance of winning, when he came in the dugout, it was fun to see the video of all the players pouring water. Thing. He had a, actually had an umbrella 
there in the dugout. But this was all about Bobby Cox coming back to the ballpark. He's now 78 years old, and he's regained feeling on his right side as well as his speech. Wonderful news that number six was back at the Braves ballpark on Monday. Hey, speaking of the Braves, we'll tell you where they are in the standings of Major League Baseball as now we're in the month of September, just a few weeks left in the season. We got to give love to the St. Louis Cardinals. My goodness, have y'all been watching what's going on in the NL Central these days? The cards have bounced to the top of the standings, and they've got roughly a three-game lead over their rivals, the Chicago Cubs, right now. The Milwaukee Brewers are about six games back of the Redbirds, and what a huge competition going on these last couple of weeks between those three teams. It looks like the Reds are not going to be anywhere close to the top of the standings when it's all going to be said and done at the end of the month. But yes, St. Louis, great job there along the banks of the Mississippi. The Braves are leading the NL East, and on Monday with their win over the both the Toronto Blue Jays' victory for Atlanta coupled with the Washington Nationals losing a game at home to the New York Mets. The Braves lead surge. It's now six and a half games. They have a lead over the Nats. The Phillies and Mets are kind of duking it out. They're about 12 games back, both of those clubs in the NL East standings. On the NL West side, the Dodgers, they've got it pretty much wrapped up. They've got an 18-game lead right now over the Arizona Diamondbacks. When we look over at the AL East, the New York Yankees continue to dominate. They've got 90 wins on their season already. Great job there by the Yanks. And the Tampa Bay Rays, they got a big win, a thrilling walk-off win against the Orioles on Monday and the Rays are 10 games back but they're looking like they're going to get a wild card berth if things continue to go well for Tampa Bay in the NAL Central and the Minnesota Twins have a five and a half game lead over the Indians right now AL West thanks to the no-hitter guy Justin Verlander the Astros have a 10 game lead over the Oakland A's right now as we march toward the playoffs and the wild card and all the fun that will happen when we get ready to turn into October in a few weeks. But right now, again, the real storyline is the battle going on in the NL East and Central and the emergence of the Cardinals back atop the NL Central. Some college football news to pass along here. Hey, we've got a huge weekend going on this weekend in college football. want to remind you that we'll break down today on the Y'all Show a little Big 12 news. We've got some ACC news coming on Wednesday, SEC news Thursday. And then come Friday on the Y'all, we'll convert into the Y'all kickoff show. It'll be two hours of college football talk getting you ready for the weekend on the Friday Y'all show. What are the big games this weekend? Really, there's two monster matchups this weekend in college football. And they both have something to do with Dixie. The first one is going to be LSU going to Austin to take on the Texas Longhorns. First time they played in about 16 years. We've got that. Going to be breaking it down a little bit today on the Y'all Show with our friend Matt Hermans when he has our Big 12 spotlight. But big time, we'll get our take on it going throughout the week. The other monster matchup is going to be in Death Valley, not LSU's Death Valley, but the one in Clemson, South Carolina, as it's a revenge game. Texas A&M almost beat Clemson in the 2018 season, and they want to win in 2019. In fact, on Monday, Jared Hocker, he's one of the members of the Aggies. He's an offensive lineman and a junior for the Ags, and he is confident that the Aggies are going to go in to number one Clemson and come away with the victory. He said, you all have something to prove. And he says, yes, there will be an upset. Clemson is going to lose to Texas A&M. There will be an upset. So says Aggies defender Jared Hocker. 
Maybe he knows what he's talking about. You know, give Jared credit. And our friend TexAgs.com put that out there if you want to see what he has to say. Good locker room material for the Clemson Tigers heading into this match of the SEC versus the ACC this weekend. Should be a lot of fun there in Pickens County. And that is our sports lanyap here, getting our week going here with the lanyap portion. When we come back, we've got more Big 12 talk coming your way. Matt Hermans is going to help us discuss what happened this past weekend in the Big 12, including the great performance by Jalen Hurts. Three touchdowns on the ground, three touchdowns via the air, and the transfer from the Capstone is doing quite well in Norman, Oklahoma, and he's going to weigh in on that. And Also, this LSU-Texas game this weekend, that's coming up. Plus, we're going to get Matt Hermans to talk about cooking and grilling, and getting ready for football, and what to drink also. All that is coming up as our Y'all Show Tuesday edition continues. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile, and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable, Super Fast Network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer ends 916.19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. sooner this is y'all talk with a southern accent we've got our big 12 barrister back here with us to talk all things big 12 and college football and if we're lucky we'll get a little barbecue talk out of him in just a few minutes this is the y'all show talk with a southern accent with your host john rawl and 
Matt Hermans, I've got to ask, are we ready to go ahead and put the Oklahoma Sooners in the Big 12 championship game and go ahead and give Jalen Hurts the Heisman Trophy? <laughs> well, uh, I would say the first question, yeah, we can go ahead and put the Oklahoma Sooners in there uh, in the championship game. Um, as far as the Heisman, I would hold off on that. Okay. <laughs> but he, looked, he looked pretty good, though. He looked darn good Sunday night as Oklahoma demolished Houston 49-31 in a game that I thought Houston would give them a fight, maybe even emerge with a, a surprise win. But Jalen Hurts with a historic night, six touchdowns in a record-setting Oklahoma Sooners debut as the number 4 Sooners got the win over the Houston Cougars and do you see more of this kind of effort from Jalen Hurts going forward well I will I will not take anything away from from uh Hurts at all he played very well he hit open wide receivers and ran uh like I expected him to like a like a tailback back there uh but I will say I was pretty um uh, not impressed at all with the University of Houston defense uh so I would expect uh, good efforts week in and week out from Hertz. I think he, he will play well. I also think he will, uh, he will see a lot better defenses. So, uh, kind of like what we talked about before. Um, you know, we've, there's some issues that have been talked about as far as his accuracy and being able to throw the ball down the field. Didn't have any problems with that. I didn't really have to make a whole lot of progressions or reads either. I mean, his guys are wide open pretty much all night. So I'll be curious to see when, when defenses get better and he starts to having to sit back there and make higher level decisions and put the ball in tighter windows, how that works out. But uh, yeah, U of H defense, not good. And, um, uh, but Hey, he played really well. I think he's really good. I thought he was good at Alabama. I'll just be, um, I'll stay tuned to see how yeah. he does against different defenses. Hearts and the Sooners with a little bit of breather this weekend. They've got an FCS opponent that we'll tell you about in just a few minutes coming into Memorial Stadium. Now, Matt, we want to go back to some of the other action of the Big 12 this past weekend. And let's not leave out the Oklahoma State Cowboys. They got the fun going last Friday night with a 52-36 win all the way on the left coast. They dispatched the Oregon State Beavers. Did you have a chance to see any of that one? I did. I watched that game. Um, uh, essentially in its entirety, I wanted to see how, how, uh, the Oklahoma State Cowboys would look, uh, going on the road to, uh, maybe not a great opponent, but a, a pretty, uh, relatively, uh, a good environment there at Oregon State. Uh, that stadium's been improved over the last several years to the tune of something like $50 million. So, um, a good road win, I would say, for uh, a brand new quarterback, uh, Spencer Sanders, of course, for Oklahoma State, kind of a last minute, um, he got the last minute nod, I think, by Mike Gun- uh, Gundy. I think he was probably going to get the nod no matter what, but uh, it's kind of a thing to do in college football now, make your opponent uh, prepare for all the quarterbacks on your roster and then announce the starter at the beginning, which uh can't blame him for that strategy. But uh, Oklahoma State looked pretty good. Offense looked good. Um, you know, hiccups from the, 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 the freshman quarterback, but um, – Overall, pretty good, I would say, display. I don't think uh, Oregon State's going to be a great team, but I think they'll be improved from last year. So, you know, uh, like they say, uh, it's been a popular refrain on on TV this week is there's no preseason in college football. You just saddle up and you play the first game. And I would say you know, Gundy's probably got to be pretty happy about going on the road, a long road trip. Yeah, and, well, uh, 
Pokes yeah. had a pretty good competition there with at least a Power Five program. Now the yeah. rest, a lot of the other Big Twelve teams can't really say that. In fact, some of the Big Twelve teams really struggled against FCS opponents. TCU easily won over UAPB thirty nine to seven. Kansas State with their new coach, they got a win over Nichols forty nine fourteen last year. Nichols went into Lawrence and defeated the Jayhawks, but couldn't do it in Manhattan here this year. Baylor with a convincing win over the Lumberjacks of Stephen F. Austin fifty six seventeen. Texas Tech and their new coach got an easy win over montana state 45 10 and then mr hermans we get to the big 12 teams that really struggled against fcs teams west virginia barely beat james madison now remember the dukes had won a national championship a couple of years back under mike houston but west virginia with the new coach there in morgantown a little bit of a close game they had to rally there in the fourth quarter to pick up the 2013 win yeah, I'm trying to think, too. Uh, James Madison had a pretty big win maybe two, three years ago. I can't think of the maybe uh, a Power 5 school they'd beat. Well, but they yeah. beat the heck out of East Carolina last year. But yeah, they, they did. They did. Um, they've given some teams some scares. But, yeah, that, that was not a good performance by West Virginia. That was uh, – they looked discombobulated. Uh, of course, Dana Hogerson now in Houston and Neil Brown installing a new kind of offense there uh, just did not look – did not look right. Looked like um, one of those games when <laughs> looked like they were playing a top level defense, but you just couldn't get anything going. And, and of course, that top level defense was James Madison. So <laughs> uh, it was uh, not the best start. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things. You it is the first week, uh, but yeah, not the start you want in West Virginia, particularly compared with last year. Um, yeah, you'd hope that they would be able to improve beyond what they did. All right. Well, the Nears get the win, twenty thirteen. Then in Lawrence, in the opener for the Mad Hatter, Kansas escapes versus Indiana State. Indiana State with a little bit of a rally there in the fourth quarter, but the Sycamores of Larry Bird, you couldn't quite get past Les Miles as the Jayhawks win twenty four seventeen. Yeah, that's right. I think we we uh, we actually talked a little bit about this game um, a week ago, and. Uh, I think I was saying, uh, you know, hey, this is a chance for Indiana State to go in and maybe get a Power Five win, and you know, kind of, kind of joked about Power Five. Kansas has been awful, but uh, hey, they almost did, and uh, you know, hey, that that whole hey, we beat Les Miles, that was probably sitting there on the table for Indiana <laughs> State. You know, Les Miles at Kansas, not exactly Les Miles at LSU, but still, big name, big hat, big brim, and uh, you know, Kansas escaped. Les Miles gets his win. Uh, probably the highest, uh, one of the highest attended games this year. I imagine Kansas will lose a few games moving forward, but hey, uh, they withstood the 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 uh, Super Bowl shot from Indiana State, and uh, you know they're one and zero. They should enjoy it. And it's probably been quite a, a long time since Kansas had a winning football team. So congratulations yes. to Les Miles with a one and zero football program. The uh-huh. most exciting game of the Big Twelve, Matt. It was there in Iowa as the Cyclones had to go into three overtimes to finally beat. Northern Iowa. Now, this is a team they lost to four years ago, and mm-hmm. you and I comes in to Ames and almost wins. Almost, it really should have won the game, but in the end, yeah. in three over times, the Cyclones emerged 29-26. Yeah, and that that was a surprise. Uh, this is not one of the games I thought would be close, although I look, you know, th- there's something weird about the Iowa schools. If you ever pay attention to them every year, um, they there's Northern Iowa, you know, of course, Iowa State, University of Iowa, and they play each other. I mean, these games are really, really close. Even, even you know, Northern Iowa is one of these teams that uh, 
and they just play really well against the Iowa schools. It's probably, you know, a little chip on the shoulder situation, obviously, but something about those Iowa schools playing each other is usually a knockdown drag out. I did not expect three overtimes. Matt Campbell, of course, the head coach for Iowa State was an incredibly hot commodity on the coaching market last year. And, you know, rightfully so he's done a heck of a job at Iowa state and they come into this year ranked um, in the top 25. So uh, I'm a fan of his, he's done a heck of a job there putting together a great defense, but uh, wow. You know, Hey, do, you don't just, you don't just waltz in and, and play Northern Iowa and get a win. You know, uh, they, uh, they came to play. They wanted to make a statement beating a ranked team within their home state. And uh, Matt Campbell, uh, the hot commodity escapes and he too is one and oh, but what a, what a game. Yeah. And like you said, uh, they could have lost um, – I would say could have lost in each one of the overtimes, to be honest with you. Yeah. And let's not leave out of your congratulations of Iowa football programs. The Drake Bulldogs out of Des Moines. Last year it was an add-on game to Iowa State's schedule, and Iowa State had to come out with a miraculous win against Drake at the end of last year. And the last time those two teams had played back in the 80s, I think, Drake was a victor in that matchup with Iowa State back when they were in the Big 8. Oh, by the way, while we're speaking of Iowa college football programs, they only have one representative in Iowa in Division II football, and Mr. College Football, Matt Hermans, do you know who that team is? Well, I would have said Drake, but... Uh, no, Drake is actually in the Missouri Valley Conference, which is... Ah, uh, yes, okay. You it's a good, good conference. The yeah. Division Two team from Iowa, the... Uh, no, what is their nickname? I don't know what Iowa's nickname is, sadly. Uh, Upper Iowa Peacocks. So I'm going to oh, have well. to send you an Upper Iowa Peacock shirt. Oof, I would love to have one of those. That that would have that would have got that got right past the catcher's mitt there. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, that is uh, that is the state of Iowa. The Hawkeye. How could I not know this? Iowa's nickname is the Hawkeye State. Yeah, yeah, the Hawkeyes. Yeah, I thought you were going with the Upper Iowa. I, upper, you don't you don't see a lot of upper or lower <laughs> directional teams. Uh, that's pretty uh, pretty interesting. But I love the Peacocks. Which, by the way, did you know there's a Division One basketball team that goes by Peacocks? Oof, Division One Peacocks. That's a is it? No, Creighton's the Blue Jays. No, no, no. I don't know. Uh, St. Peter's somewhere. No. They're they're in New Jersey. Uh, not not so hot with the uh, northeastern basketball. Sorry, sorry about there. that. I know, you, you might not even know there's a sport called college basketball. Were you aware of that? <laughs> I am, and I pay attention. Uh, you know, a lot of the year, but there's so many conferences up in the northeast with uh-huh. basketball. It's incredible. Yeah, well, that's true. But, you know, there's a team called Texas Tech that actually should have, could have won a national championship yes. here this past year. I don't know no, if you knew that I knew that or not. You no, know, I was flipping around, and, you know, I did catch part of that game. Okay. So, um, yeah, interesting. Hey, we got one other Big 12 team to brag on from week one, and that's the Texas Longhorns. They didn't have too much of a problem with Louisiana Tech. And on the 40 acres, the Horns emerged 45-14. Were you impressed with Elliger's performance? Yeah, I thought they played well. I expected that game to go the way it did. No surprises there. I thought the defense played well. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a that, that's a that's a game that you know they always talk about. You don't want to overlook your opponent, but I mean, it's pretty hard to overlook that Louisiana school when you got LSU coming up next week. Um, no offense to Louisiana Tech at all, but it's it's. You know, this Texas LSU game is one of the biggest games of the uh, non-conference season in 2019. So hard to hard to not look a little bit past them, but they didn't. They got the job done. It was a dominant performance. Nothing surprising uh, there for the Longhorns. I think uh, I think the second half of the game was um, <laughs> was maybe starting to game plan a little bit for LSU, but uh, 
yeah, no surprise there. Good performance. Ellinger looked good. Longhorns looked good. And now they now they get a real test. Well, we are ready now to talk about week two of the Big 12 Conference. We're visiting with the Big 12 barrister, Matt Hermans here on the Y'all Show. As we get ready for Saturday's games in the Big 12, that game we want to talk about in big detail is that LSU-Texas game. First of all, these are two teams that really aren't that familiar with each other. It's been maybe a couple of decades since these two have faced off on the gridiron. Yeah, it's been a while, and it's it's weird to think uh, that that's the case because I mean you're you're right next door to each other, two you know powerful programs uh, within a, a drive uh, in neighboring states. But that's probably if we know a little bit about college football, that's probably the reason they haven't played each other in that long because uh, this is a this is a big time what they call a big time non conference uh, 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 scheduling um, and a gutsy one too. I mean this is. Uh, College football is not the NFL. You don't you don't lose five games and make the playoffs. So um, it's a big deal when you when you schedule somebody of the caliber of LSU and vice versa with Texas, particularly uh, when they're both poised to be pretty good teams. So uh, kudos to both the University of Texas and LSU athletic departments getting this game together because it's real easy just uh, knock around. Uh, you know, sub uh, or mid-tier or lower-tier football programs and non-conference. But this is not that. This is pretty cool. Yeah, they've played each other a total of, it looks like, 17 times in their history. Last time they got all uh, get together on the gridiron was back in 2003, a Texas win, I assume, probably at a bowl game then. But that is the Texas-LSU game this weekend. And I guess this is – is this the biggest game in the whole – I guess they're at DKR Stadium. This is the big, biggest game in quite some time there. Yeah, it's going to be big. I mean, um, every year, of course, the you know Texas plays Oklahoma, but that does it's not doesn't take place in Austin or Norman. Um, so yeah, this is a huge this is a huge matchup. It's a huge opponent. Conference games are always extremely important, and they have big conference games there every year. But uh, this is kind of a special deal. It's pretty cool um, having LSU come in and LSU. Um, you know, I, I've joked uh, a little bit about, you know, the LSU defense. That's pretty much the entire team, but, uh, they have, they, it seems Joe Burrow, the quarterback for LSU seems to be capable of getting the ball down the field. And, um, I think if even if the LSU fans are out there listening, if you're honest with yourself, it's been a long time since you've had a quarterback who, uh, was capable of doing really anything with the ball. Um, for whatever reason that may be, maybe, maybe since Matt Flynn, uh, to be honest, but uh, Joe Burrow looks like he might be that guy. He set a uh, touchdown pass record in the first half um, against, yes, Georgia Southern, but still, that is, um, uh, that's something that, that, that LSU has not had a guy behind center that's been able to do stuff like that before. So uh, I look for the offense to be a little bit uh, improved for LSU. They always have a good defense. Uh, Coach O knows what he's doing on that side of the ball, uh, particularly recruiting-wise. So, um, And then we've talked a little bit about Texas on the other side. Ellinger, I think, is one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Uh, the Texas defense also, I think, is going to be uh, pretty good. Probably the strength of the team, as good as I think the offense might be. So um, with you know, with with the the newfound ability, I guess, of LSU to throw the ball a little bit, which they haven't been able to do for a long time, I think uh, this is going to be a close and a very good game, in my opinion. And, and I, you know, don't have a dog in either either side here, but um, really can't wait to see what happens. I think it's a very intriguing matchup. And if you had a dog, what type of dog would it be? 
Well, you know, I'm typically a dog guy. I'm definitely not a cow guy. You know, I guess I would choose a cat. I mean, if I had to. Okay. In this particular matchup, you know, we're going to go cat versus bovine. I mean, if I was forced to do it, you know, I may I may have a tiger as a pet just for a day, but okay. not long term. Not long term. I understand. Well, this is a road game for LSU, but don't be mistaken. There's a lot of purple and gold between Orange and El Paso, oh, yeah. Texas. Oh man, you are not kidding. I think the uh, um, yeah, one of the larger. Uh, alumni bases uh, for LSU's Houston I can vouch for for that I mean that's a it's a it's a huge uh, a lot of a lot of Tiger fans in southeast Texas and uh, so yeah you can get you can you can be certain that they will be well represented in Austin <laughs> uh, for sure and probably dominating the tailgate scene Boudin meets brisket should be a lot of fun well this isn't the only sec versus big 12 matchup here this weekend as west virginia packs its bags and heads all the way to furrow field in columbia missouri for a matchup with the missouri tigers missouri last week had a close game against wyoming wyoming and fell there in laramie now they've got their home opener against the nears your thoughts on this matchup mr barrister yeah this is um a bounce back game for both teams i think uh you know missouri Yowza, um, quite a not not the week they want. They want to go ahead and just x out this this week on the calendar altogether. In fact, just you know, take a, a scissors and cut the date out and and put the calendar back on the wall. But uh, West Virginia certainly didn't set any worlds on fire either. We've already kind of talked about that. So um, you know, this is a game. I think a lot of people uh, had kind of high hopes for Missouri uh, in the SEC East uh, before the season. I think there were people talking about dark horse maybe in the East. Of course, the East not being being the uh, vastly uh, weaker side of the conference here in the SEC, but still uh, not looking like uh, not looking like any kind of horse uh, after losing to Wyoming. So they'll want to get back in the saddle, sticking with that uh, meme there. Um, and West Virginia, of course, uh, w- will want to rebound from their scare at James Madison. So uh, in a lot of ways, more important for Missouri, obviously, because they're 0-1, but I think in, in a lot of um, you know, in a lot of ways, this is a, you know, get right or get in, the, get in the seat for a long season type game for both of those programs. The rest of the Big 12 lineup here this college football weekend isn't exciting, isn't that exciting compared to those two first games that we told you about. Kansas State's got Bowling Green coming into Manhattan for a matchup. Baylor takes on UTSA at McLean Stadium. As mentioned, the Oklahoma Sooners have a little bit of a breather here this weekend. The South Dakota Coyotes come into Memorial Stadium in Norman for a matchup on Saturday evening. The Kansas Jayhawks look to rebound against Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina lost a home game to Eastern Michigan this opening weekend and now they look to get their first win in lawrence oklahoma state has another cowboy team riding in to stillwater as the mcneese cowboys are going to be saddling up and heading to boone picking stadium for a matchup this weekend and our last game in the big 12 features texas tech and their west texas brethren utep the miners ride into lubbock at jones at&t stadium and matt don't ask me why but i tuned in utep this past weekend they had a game against houston baptist and in a rare home victory utep beat houston baptist a team i'd never even heard of well you probably haven't heard of it because they haven't played football for very long i think uh houston baptist is over on the southwest side of houston and they have i think they've had a football program now for five years something like that it's it's been a basketball program on it but yeah 
brand new. So you can be excused for not knowing about them. Nobody has. But how about me tuning in to see UTEP and Houston Baptist? I must be pretty yeah. dedicated or just stupid. That is extremely, what do they call it? It's a deep track, right? <laughs> that is, uh, that's pretty, <laughs> that just shows the depth of your knowledge. You can, you cannot, your, your college football, uh, you know, the thirst for college football cannot be quenched by mainstream. You have to go deep down the track list. So, yeah. Well, I, I even tuned in that Coastal Carolina Eastern Michigan game because for one reason they play on teal turf there in Conway, South Carolina. It's always kind of unique to see that kind of matchup. Speaking of tuning in, Matt, I, I, I'm a fan of college football and Big 12 football has been a little hard for people who live outside of the Big 12 footprint to view. And I keep seeing promotions on ESPN Plus about having a partnership of some type with the Big 12. What is the breakdown of watching Big 12 football here in 2019? As far as what, what do you mean, John? Well, I, I think the Big 12 has had a long partnership with Fox. Oh, right. Yeah. So they are a lot of the, the games now. So there's Big 12 is one of the, let's put it this way. Big 12 is, is one of the uh, conferences, one of the Power Five conferences does not have its own um, network. So you've got the Big 10 network, the SEC network, of course, which ESPN works, uh, you know, that's part of the ESPN umbrella. Then you've got the, you've got the PAC network. Um, ACC kind of has a network in place now as well. And not, not necessarily dedicated like the SEC network, but there are these networks that, that work together. Big 12 has not had that. Uh, the Longhorn network, of course, has been something that, you know, you can call it successful or, or not, but uh, that is what ESPN has really uh, sought to push in the past. Uh, and a lot of people think that has come at the expense of a Big 12 network. But uh, times have changed, and uh, ESPN Plus particularly is, is uh, developing, I guess you'd call it a Big 12 network, sort of, where a majority of the football games, you're going to be able to find them on the ESPN selection of networks. And if you have some type of cable, um, even a Fire Stick, if you're a cord cutter, use Fire Stick or Apple TV, uh, you're going to be able to just about see every Big 12 game on ESPN Plus um, throughout the season. It, yeah, you you would typically, and there's still some games that are on the regional Fox affiliates, Fox Southwest and Fox College Sports, but ESPN is getting a bigger chunk of the pie um, moving forward, I believe. And they're doing some fun stuff besides games. They have the documentary series on there right now called miles to go featuring kansas coach Les miles don't know if you've seen any of that but they are trying to mimic at least the sec and acc networks on espn with big 12 and hey that is good news for people like me so i mean i want to see that mcneese cowboy versus oklahoma state cowboy <laughs> game in fact do you know i think they're still on the roster do you know that there's two twins that are on the mcneese cowboy roster do you know their last name no, I don't. I, I yeah, no, I don't. Their last name is Orgeron. Really? No, yeah. really. Yeah, he's got two. His no. two twin boys have at That's least been fun. on the roster. I think they still have. Maybe this is their senior year. I apologize, I hadn't followed them that closely. Yeah, but Coach O's sons Ooh, are there in Lake Charles for the McNeese Cowboys. Oh wow, that's that's interesting. I was. Uh, that's kind of goes along with the Suns. They were focusing on Kirk Herbstreit's uh, boys at Clemson. So that's got another coaching uh, set of Suns that, uh, you know, getting ready for some cowboy on cowboy violence. So that's pretty cool. I think one of them is a quarterback, Cody Orgeron, and then there's Parker Orgeron there huh. for 
the McNeese Cowboys, and I think they're only juniors this year. So you got some more Orgerons coming up for the yeah. Cowboys out of Lake Charles, a, a lovely city there along the bayou. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of Lake Charles myself. All right. Well, we're not done with the barrister. When we come back on y'all, we're going to switch over and get the barrister to talk a little grilling. In fact, I'm going to pick on him. I'm going to throw a flag his way. 15-yard penalty, and I'll tell you why when the Y'all Show wraps up here on this Tuesday edition. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app with plans at up to 50% off right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. For a limited time, get select Babbel plans for up to 50% off. Just go to Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions supply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall took her on the radio. You know, we just catch a little groove before the show. We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party. A tailgate buzz just a sipping on suds ain't ever too early. To light one up, fill up your cup, cause I ain't no party like we're back into the final segment of this tuesday y'all talk with a southern accent where we mix in a little big 12 barbecue and more here on the second day of the work week hope y'all had a great labor day and we're getting right back into game mode getting ready for week two of college football 
and to help us get ready for cooking and grilling out and just having a great time come the weekend it's our barbecue barrister matt hermans and matt we got through week one of college football but i'm gonna throw a flag your way sir i don't know how much you were familiar with the rules of college football are you I think so. I, yeah, I think I'm pretty up to up to speed. Well, there's so a, there's a rule called taunting. <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, there, there's there a is. rule called taunting. Very and, strictly enforced. Yeah. And I'm throwing a flag on you for taunting because on Sunday of the weekend, I think it was right in the middle of the Oklahoma Houston game, you sent me photos of delicious barbecue that you were making. And it really fired me up. I'm I'm very disturbed. My feelings are hurt. I was taunted, and you're going to be penalized for it. Fifteen yards for taunting, and then if you tack on, uh, you can go half the distance to the goal for uh, making you mouth water. So yeah, I uh, like I told you, you know I, these these turn these particular uh, items turned out very well. And you know, hey, I'm well, not. Well, well, say, uh, but, but we got to fill people in. What 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 in the world were you making? Yeah, uh, well, you know, sh- people are going to be shocked. I, I made uh, pork ribs. I did uh, some spare ribs and a couple different varieties. So um, I did some that were kind of sweet and, uh, uh, you know, with uh, with a nice thin barbecue glaze, uh, that flavor profile, which is pretty familiar to most uh, folks across the South. And then then I did some good old Memphis style uh, with, uh, with the dry rub finish, uh, both very, very different, both actually – I'm not tooting my own horn, uh, but uh, if I were, I would say that they were both very, very good. So, uh, successful barbecue smoker adventure. Well, you're you're guilty of taunting. You're also guilty of bad sportsmanship because I replied back to you after you sent these unannounced. I had no idea you were going to send these Uh photos of your ribs my way. I said, do you need my shipping address? I assume you have dry (laughs) ice because why else would would you be sending me photos of delicious looking ribs? And and you said, oh, they're only good fresh. Just got to prove my legitimacy from time to time that you're not just a pretty radio voice. That's right. That's right. So, you know, I feel like we talk a lot about barbecue on, on our show here. And, uh, you know, it's it's one thing to flap the gums and run the mouth. And it's another thing to to kind of put up uh, put up evidence of legitimacy. So I figured, you know, hey, I'm talking about barbecue all the time. And, you know, I might as well send you some of the finished product, at least a picture and, and see how pretty they look. And, uh, you know, it's like. Uh, you know, again, not not just the smooth, uh, not just the smooth radio voice faking it. I can still do a little smoking from time to time. Well, I was impressed, and I, I appreciate you getting me in the mood for the weekend. I think what you're also insinuating there are you just mentioned a guy named Kirk Herbstreet of ESPN. Are you saying you're no Kirk Herbstreet? Because frankly, before he got on ESPN, I'd never heard of the guy. Okay, <laughs> I mean, do you remember him at Ohio State? Because I don't. No, 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 I don't think anybody does really. I mean, of course, yeah, I wasn't following them that closely, but no, I I know him as who he is now. I had no idea he if, if he did play. All he did is turn around and hand the ball to Eddie George. So yep. and, and so you have legitimacy and Kirk Herbstreet does not. I think that's what you're kinda <laughs> you're kinda getting at. And I have to ask also, do you really think you've got a really sexy radio voice? No, no, I don't. But uh, <laughs> hey listen, you, you sometimes you gotta look yourself in the mirror and just say, Hey, listen, you're you're you can do this. You're good. You're <laughs> yeah. So uh 
Well, yeah. I, I've got to ask because now that we're into football season, we love the cooking and we're going to keep talking big time with our barbecue barrister moving forward throughout football season. Stuff that's perfect for the weekend at your home or maybe going to the tailgate. Matt, what is the perfect thing here in at least the early part of the season where it's a little little hot? What's the perfect thing to drink when it comes to barbecuing? Is this a trick question? No, it's not. <laughs> well, I, let's, let's, this is a family program. Everybody knows there are carbonated beverages that are that go really well with football. But I am, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of be, well, it's not a huge surprise. I'm a big fan of just really, really sweet iced tea with a lot of ice. Okay. And, I'm, I will say this. I'm going to, I'm going to make some people mad. I'm going to make some people happy. I don't like it with lemon. I, I like my tea straight. I like my tea to taste like tea and a heck of a lot of sweetness, but I like it to taste like tea. I don't want the lemon anywhere near my iced tea. And I know this is controversial, uh, but I like regular tea. If I'm going to make tea and I do like making it myself. I wanted to taste like sweet tea and the lemon can go in the lemonade. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's nothing, nothing better. It, giant glass. It's got to be a giant glass. Can't be too small. You want to refill it every five seconds. Big glass, lots of ice, lots of sweetness. And look, if you are like me and you are watching your uh, figure, uh, well, then we all know that sweet tea, you might as well dive into a bucket of ice cream as far as calories go. But uh, there are other options out there. You can make it as sweet as you want, and uh, you don't have to eat all the carbs and and, uh, and calories. So, no, it's not going to be as good as as pure sugar and the way I like to enjoy it a couple times a year as a treat. Yeah. But you can always sweeten your tea with other things without sugar. And some people are sitting here listening to you right now like, what a wimp. I mean, how how can you get your game face on by eating barbecue ribs and drinking sweet tea? That's not what you need to have on game day. So is it blasphemy to add in something called beer or liquor? To the mix. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it seems obvious. You, you want, let's, let's put it this way. If we're talking family style beverages, you can't go wrong with the sweet tea. Okay. If you're, if you're, if you're like myself and you do like beer, I would tell you to drink, uh, drink something local, drink something that's brewed around you, bring something that, uh, tastes like the area in which you live. You know, you can get a Miller Lighter Coors Light anytime you want from Maine to california get look look into some of the without coming off too pretentious look into your local craft breweries wherever you live i guarantee it's 2019 there is a brewery that lives by you that they make beer uh really close to you and they make it with ingredients that uh, uh that may even come from close to you particularly okay. if it's fruit style so i am a big fan of beer i love beer in moderation of course uh, but i would tell everybody drink local support your local brewery small business do that give it give it a go but i'm trying to dive into your brain here and i think i've kind of come to the realization that a perfect day for you involves college football barbecue sweet tea and perhaps a little beer you know what i was about to say something i could add but i can't think of anything that i would add to that <laughs> well uh, pretty solid well we won't get into the little soppy stuff like you know being around your wife or girlfriend oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or well, whatever you might out there listening might have we, we of course <laughs> yeah. they're going to be right there beside us our loved yeah, ones absolutely yeah but, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you don't even have to mention. That's a given. Right? <laughs> Matt Hermans, our Big 12 and Barbecue Barrister. Thank you so much for our great week two of college football breakdown and getting us ready for the grill as well. Thank you, sir. 
I love it. We're just getting started. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a wonderful couple of months here on the Y'all Show. Well, that will wrap up our Tuesday edition. Don't forget, come Wednesday, we've got country music talk with our friend Precious Harris, direct from Nashville, Tennessee. We'll also look at the ACC, perhaps the best conference in all of college football? Question mark. We'll break it all down with Jonathan Leifite. He'll be on for 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital. All that on the Wednesday Y'all Talk with us, Southern Accent. Thanks for listening. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app with plans at up to 50% off right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. For a limited time, get select Babbel plans for up to 50% off. Just go to Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.